this week on Podcast 17. We get ready for some Left 4 Dead DLC, play some Half-Life 1 mods, and talk to Ao Hapa and Psycho from Half-Life Short Stories team. So strap yourself in for another edition of Podcast 17. Welcome to another edition of Podcast 17, Episode 12233. That's actually a cool number. I was thinking of that earlier. Um, it is March the 15th, Sunday, 2009. Uh, another early morning for all of us. I don't think anybody really wanted to get up this morning on the uh, on the Western Hemisphere. I know I didn't, and I had to call Emmanuel to get him up or something. Yeah, but- I wasn't asleep yet, so, you know, that's no harm to complain. <laughs> And I'm sure Thomas never wants to get up for these. Are you kidding? I'm always up. I'm like, oh yeah, podcast 17. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have an interesting show full of interesting guests, and of course, Thomas and Emmanuel are already introduced. But we got uh, Taro and Aaron, also known as uh, Al Hepa. Did I did I pronounce that right, Taro? Al Hepa. Al uh, Hepa. Yeah, kind of like a hippo. And no. <laughs> <laughs> And Psycho from, uh, they're both from, actually, Half-Life 2 Short Stories. How's it going, Psych? I'm fine, thanks. What's that, Terrell? I'm not, sorry. Hey, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be uh, talking to you guys about Half-Life Short Stories and uh, the projects you are working on. Mainly uh, Paradigm Decay, because, uh, as I understand, Sai, you only work for Paradigm Decay, right? Not Midnight Sun or Human Error? Yep, just Paradigm Decay. Okay. I work, work mainly on... Oh, you mainly work on Human Error. Okay, all right. Um, well, that's okay. We'll talk about uh, both. But uh, anyway, so I guess it's time to get on with the show. And uh, first off, Podcast 17 News. And uh, headlining that this week is our contest information to which we started talking about last week. And... Uh, you still have another week for the contest submissions, and what it is, for those who didn't listen last week, is um, we are holding a contest to Photoshop my Vegas photos, and uh, they are on the Podcast 17 website, www.podcast17.com. Um, you can click on this transmission and read the show notes, and the link to my Vegas photos will be there in the show notes. So what you do is you Photoshop them, do whatever you want, we don't care, I'm not going to feel bad if you put penises all over my face. I'm I'm pretty good with humor. Um, also, my girlfriend is in a lot of pictures. You can do stuff to her too. It's fine. Um, I've already she's already okay with it. Um, but what you will win is a copy of Half Life Two. Now, as we discussed last week, most of you people probably already have Half Life Two, but uh, you can probably give it to a friend or something. Or if you want somebody else to get into Half Life, it's always good. Always good to get friends involved in the Half Life community. But uh, we already have some really good submissions. Um, I forget who they're from, but uh, they're they're actually pretty good. on it. He was just straight up. He's Isn't episode two? Oh, oh, sorry. Go for it, Emmanuel. You're still a little bit low, Emmanuel. You better turn yourself up. You go, whoever was about to talk. Okay, Taro, go for it. Yeah, isn't episode two something like a 1020 USD? Or it's quite cheap. You could donate that much. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Okay, I'm going to throw in... Okay, we're going to change it, Tara. 
Thank you. I'm going to throw in episode two. How's that? See that? William big balling up in the house. Yeah, I'll throw in episode two. He's like two. the pity of Half-Life, man. <laughs> so, Am I loud again? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. So we're going to change it around, and uh, you're going to win Half-Life 2 and Half-Life 2 episode two. Not episode one, because I don't have that much money. And stop talking, Terry. You're going to make me spend more money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> but uh, Thomas... Have, like, uh, sorry. Sorry, we should like have a sub-contest. Like, um, honorable mention for the person to Photoshop the most penises on a body. That's true. Like, It'll be like a consolation prize, and we'll give them Peggle. <laughs> give them Peggle. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't Peggle free anyway? Don't, don't tell, the guy's, don't tell uh, them that. The guy's name was Azalito, and he did uh, he did yeah. one where uh, you, your face, as in William, as in you right there, uh, he put your face in Ocean's Eleven, and he did a really good job. Oh, like that one. Yeah, and then there's another really one where City 17 citizen in your room, but preferably I think the first one was amazing because it yeah. looks perfect. Yeah, they're both all uh, they're both really good, and there are some other ah. submissions too that we got uh, in my email. No, in my email. Ah, uh. yeah. Oh, well, you because... need to send those to us so we can comment on them before the end of the show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will, and uh, I, we'll have like a little site set up. Nick will uh, set up a little site for everybody to view the photos next week, because submissions are due next week. Um, I promised the guy giving out the uh, the copy to have it ready. But uh, it should be fun. We're going to have a lot of really cool stuff, hopefully. And uh, hopefully we get more submissions in. We need more submissions, though, seriously. I think we only have, like, three photos in. We have the one in my email and the two, um, two from Azalito. So, you know, it, you don't even need to use Photoshop. You can use Paint for all I care. <laughs> you mean, just, the more, the merrier. Azalito's probably just going to make more, and he's going to win by default. Yeah. <laughs> you can get Ross, get Ross to use his super elite paint skills. Yeah, yeah. Contact everybody you know who 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 has good uh, Photoshop skills or paint skills. So anyway, that's contest information. Uh, next on Podcast 17 News is uh, next week we are going to be recording via um, um, Ustream. I'm going to Ustream myself because we don't get on IRC. I should be on IRC right now, but we're not recording live right now. But what we're going to do is I'm going to Ustream it so I can record it live through that. And people can, like, join the Ustream chat, all that jazz. And uh, that should be cool. Uh, you can look at me, but I'll, I'll, like, play with, like, stuffed animals and stuff while I talk. So it'll be interesting instead of just looking at my face. But that's next week. <laughs> that's not this week. And uh, so, it'll be Ustreamed. Yeah? So, William, uh, this Ustream, I'll, I'll have to talk to you more about it afterwards. But can the rest of us use it as well if we have the technology? Um, I'm not sure if we can have like some sort of conference Ustream. That would be very cool. Um, I'll I'll have to look at. I know some other podcasts like the Twit.tv podcast. If anybody's familiar with those, with like Leo Laporte, um, he uses Ustream to broadcast, and he has like some sort of thing where he shows what he's looking at. So if if you have like a web camera, I'd be able to like look at you, sort of, and then it'll go through Ustream. You know what I mean? So we might have to do it through that mm-hmm. one. Um, actually, I might be able to just Ustream my desktop, which might be even better. And uh, we can have, like, I can have my picture on here, and then we can have, like, anybody else who wants to use webcam. I think that'd be really cool. So so anyway, um, that's that. We'll get it all set up, but we will be on Ustream. I'll put the details in the show notes for this week. 
Um, I'll have it all figured out by then and we can uh, we can go ahead with doing that. I think that'd be really cool and we can get some new listeners through Ustream because a lot of people just troll it like fanboys. So it'll be cool. Anyway, so that's Podcast 17 News. Um, we're going to move this section up a little bit. Uh, actually, no, we'll do follow-up and errata first. So follow-up and errata. Um, last week we talked about a new uh, mod called Deja Voodoo from the uh, Guildhall Design Studio. And for those who don't know, the Guildhall Design Studio is that... Uh, that school of um, game design, and they usually pump out some really cool stuff, some really creative things, and uh, their newest creation is Deja Voodoo. Um, basically, the rundown is you are trapped in this mansion, and there are some voodoo spirits around. There's three of them in total, and you have to use your deductive puzzle skills to capture these voodoo spirits with this little voodoo doll, and uh, basically... Once you do that, you can leave the mansion. Now, the trick is, um, there's two versions of the mansion. There's the uh, the past and the or the present and the future. I think or the past. I think it's the pre- past and the present. Right? There's no future. Yeah. Um, and you can go between the two of them. So the idea is like you'd go through um, the the mansion and then you'd get into some locked door and then you're like oh I have to go through the other dimension you go through the other dimension you get past the locked door and you come back it's actually really really creative I had a lot of fun with this there's there's a lot of kind of uh, development bugs because I, I don't think they worked on it for too long and I'm I'm sure if they worked on it as long as most mod groups they'd have the, all those bugs worked out and everything would be awesome and clean and crisp but this mod was so fun and so creative I think everybody should take a page out of their book. Thomas, what did you think of it? I know you were playing it. Yeah, I finished it, but I have to say that the bugs really took away from the immersive experience. They, I wasn't really that impressive with the amount of bugs and glitches I found. Like, I could get into areas that I wasn't supposed to be able to get into, and then once I was there, I couldn't get out. Yeah. And I also, when the very final spirit, I didn't defeat. I somehow... Like, like after the ceiling collapsed on it, I left and back to the main room somehow. I don't think I was supposed to be able to do that. And then I left and the game was over. And I'm like, wasn't I supposed to fight that last one? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot but of weird things. didn't happen. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty buggy. I actually had to restart the game twice and there's no save points. So you have to play the thing, you know, from the very beginning all the way through to get back to where you, you know, screwed up. Right. Because there's, you know... No, no invisible walls to stop me from doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. You there, know, it, there are no. You can't even save yourself. I mean, you can pull down the console and type save, and then a file name, and then load. But most people don't know how to do that. So, and then even if you do do the load, everything gets messed up. Uh, I tried saving and loading once, and you know I had to like use cheats, and none of my items were working properly. So it's not made for a save load environment, and it just kind of fails at that. Yeah, like, really like the concept. I really like the concept, and I enjoyed how you could go between the uh, present and the past. That was really cool. But the the bugs the bugs were the only thing that really hurt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, Emmanuel, how'd you feel? Did you play it? Nope. Oh, you you weren't too excited for this last week. I, I guess I guess that's why you didn't play it. Mm-mm. No. Did anybody else in the show play it? Aaron or uh, Taro? No, um, I don't. I didn't have time. That's okay. 
It, it was. I, I suggest playing it. Uh, I think all developers should play it, to be honest, yep. so that they can get an the idea. Screen, screens look look nice. That yeah. Before and after screens look look nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what really drawed me into it last week. And so we were like, we have to put this on follow-up and errata because we can't skip over something like this. But uh, it's creative. It's really creative. And I think more people need to take advantage of those dimension things. I mean, we talk about... Uh, you know, layouts of maps and different types of layouts of maps. And I think this is a unique in itself in the fact where you're always backtracking. It's a pure puzzle map, which is nice. So what what are the spirits? Uh, the they're spirit you fight? They're basically just like sprites that fly around in the air uh-huh. and uh, and you shoot them with your voodoo doll once they get once they get trapped because okay. they hide in things. Uh-huh. It's actually really cool. They hide in objects around the around uh-huh. the mansion. And you have to kind of use your puzzle skills, as I said, to to get them out of the things and to, oh, that's nice. to lure them out. It's cool. But anyway, that's enough about Deja Voodoo. I suggest downloading it and uh, just play through the bugs. It'll be worth it, in my opinion, once you play through it properly and bugless, which is rare, but uh, but it's fun. So anyway, um, next up, um, next up, we have a new section that Emmanuel wanted me to add last minute. And it's called the Emmanuel Apology <laughs> Section. So what's this about? What's this about, Emmanuel? I re- every time uh, we do a podcast, I always end up uh, listening to the podcast over just because. And I always think, man, I really shouldn't have said that. Or I said that wrong. And about 90% of the things I say, uh, I end up saying that. But uh, particularly last week, I got uh, a little worked up over the, um, actually just what we were talking about, the Guildhall thing. And I didn't say it eloquent, as eloquently as I would like to have, but what I meant was people who do things out of interest purely because they have some spare time and they do it just because they have fun with it usually pump out stuff way better than people who do it for a living. And you all know that. We see that a lot in mods. And that's pretty much anywhere in any field you'll see that. For instance, hackers will always be able to outsmart um game developers when it comes to DRM and cracks and everything, and that's just the way it is. Same thing for mods, so that's what I meant last week. I mean, I'm not saying if you're in school, you're garbage. It just means you're probably going to be because you didn't do it on your own, but that's just me. No, that's that's perfectly legit. I, I 100% agree with you. I think people who uh, do things on their own have more dedication. Right. Because nobody ever wants to do schoolwork, right? <laughs> no, that's no, true. Yeah, no matter how fun your school is, you never want to like work at it. Well... I'm supposed to read from mathematics exam right now, but, but you know, you're skipping an exam for the podcast. N- well, not ah. exactly, but oh. just ah. taking a taking a big break. <laughs> oh, okay, I see, I see. One more, one more thing. Last week, uh, we we answered that question from I forget was Jeff? it Jeff? Jeff. Yeah. Uh, what we really should have said was no one really gives a shit. Just go back and play the mods you've liked and the games you've liked and see what they've done, because think uh i think they'll i think that's the best way he's going to find out his way of, of solving the uh the limitations and maps and where you can go to problem yeah i mean take things from other developers for sure yeah because i was i was playing uh through coastline atmosphere again last week and i was thinking man you should have just played this instead <laughs> of just listening to what we had to say well i mean uh, yeah for sure i mean we're not developers but uh, i play enough mods to think i have some sort of opinion but right and lastly, I uh, ordered my computer today, and uh, I will no longer have an excuse not to play the mods. So that's that. Oh, good. We'll keep that in mind. Yep. Onwards. <laughs> All right. So uh, onwards to 
Straight from the mouth of Valve, and that is our segment where we talk about Valve-related news. And uh, the first piece of news is the Left 4 Dead update released, and uh, they have some updates to the versus mode. You excited for this, Taro? Uh, Yes. Yeah? Do you play a lot of Left 4 Dead? Yeah, we do play a lot of Left 4 Dead with someone. Not so much versus, but uh, expert. And uh, the survival mode should be fun, too, for us. Oh yeah, survival's gonna be really cool. Actually, last yesterday I went to a LAN and uh, it was I think 150 man LAN and we came in. My team came in second for Left 4 Dead, which was well. Fun. There's there's 150 people in Canada. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there are, Emmanuel. Oh. Actually, the LAN is still like, going uh... on right now, and I left it to do this podcast, and I'll probably oh. go back in the afternoon. What a tough life. Yeah. I couldn't stay up last night in the UT3 tournament. But anyway, um, Left 4 Dead update. It uh, includes a whole bunch of versus changes. Uh, I mean, just last night I, I realized how many things were actually changed in the versus mode. Little things that we were exploiting before that we couldn't exploit last night. Um, like getting underneath stairs and things like that. But uh, there's a lot of good fixes, I think. Um, a lot, of, Some nerfing, but that's okay. And uh, just general fixes. Nothing too big. The uh, the list will be in the show notes, so you can take a look if you're a real big Left 4 Dead fan and uh, check it out. The next thing is um, upcoming Left 4 Dead DLC highlights. So Valve is really pushing out a lot of Left 4 Dead news. They're really prepping themselves for this uh, downloadable content. Um, people are looking forward to it a lot. They have what Left4DeadMods.com did is they had a nice little um, detailing of everything that was put on the Steam forums. Um, and what the, what we can expect from the DLC. So there's uh, points on the versus mode, what kind of additional updates, what kind of new achievements, um, the survival mode, what's, what is survival mode gameplay, the level designs, and then there's some videos on there and some other interesting links. So if you're really into and excited for the DLC for Left 4 Dead, check out this link. Like I said, it'll be in our show notes, and it's a good compilation of everything that uh, Valve has pretty much said on the Steam forums. Good stuff, I think. Very good stuff. So, also this week there are some TF2 updates and uh, some other updates that I don't have on the list here, but uh, not as important as those. Yay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Steam's been doing a lot of work. We've been doing a lot of straight from the mouth of Valve for the past couple of weeks and uh, updates after updates after updates. But uh, still no episode three information. Damn it. There never will be. There never You don't think so? You think? You think no. <laughs> They don't need Half-Life anymore. What are you talking about? Aww. Actually, I'm fully expecting them. I think they learned from their mistakes before, and I think this time they're probably not going to even announce it until they're maybe a month away from release, probably. Because keep in mind, it used to be they just had Half-Life fans. Now they have all of these people who are interested in Portal now, too. And sure. TF2. And Left 4 Dead. But not the Left 4 Dead, actually. Is, well, I'm just saying, they've pulled in people from Left 4 Dead. But the point is, they have a lot more people to worry about now pissing off in terms of uh, pushing back dates. So they're probably going to wait. Yeah, I yeah you know that might be a good idea in my opinion uh, for for what Valve. Oh yeah, remember with Fallout Three? I mean, what they announced it within a year it came out. That's pretty much what I want. Right. Yeah, that's I think that was kind of a release. To somewhere that they will, they will do that. Really. I remember reading somewhere. Hmm. I'll have to find that article or something, and maybe you can send it to me so we can talk about it next week. But that'd be cool. Um, I, I hope they do that, because I always hate how Valve just is like, yeah, we're coming out with, you know, a new game in a month, and then 
you know, Valve time, two years later, it comes out. Yeah, but you you get used to it eventually. <laughs> you just play other things and move on with your life. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to say, Half Life Half Life gamers are probably the most patient gamers. I mean, we complain and we we just bitch and bitch and moan, but but we're probably the most patient out of all of them. Well, because we get all that free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's true I mean, too. So think about it. Even Epic now is charging all their uh, customers for just the most simplest updates. So. Mm-hmm. So that's never good. But anyway, um, that's straight from the mouth of Valve. We're gonna shoot through these Portal releases and Left 4 Dead releases because I didn't get to play them again. I really need to stop neglecting this podcast. But uh, Anxious Symmetry is a Portal release. Uh, we're talking about Aperture Labs here, a very good site for getting Portal maps. Uh, one of my favorite Portal map sites. Anyway, um, Anxious Chamber is kind of running at half in terms of a rating. Um, but uh, they released, or sorry, Anxious Symmetry, which is the the prelude or the uh, prequel to Anxious Chamber. And then there's also Anxious Chamber 3. So the guy, I guess his name is Anxious. I have no idea. But uh, he's pumping out a lot of cool portal, portal chambers. Um, Spigot also released another map for Portal called the uh, Reject Pile 01. And uh, also he has... Reject Pile 02, uh, it's also linked in that section there. But you need the whole Spigot series to play this, so keep that in mind. You can go back to all those old maps there. Um, it's in the uh, Amp- Aperture Labs link there. Also, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead releases uh, Train Station is our first one for this week. Um, it is exactly what they say. It's a train station. It looks pretty cool. Um, it's getting some pretty good reviews and some pretty good marks. A lot of people are liking this one. It is in its final release stages, so uh, check that out. Um, next is the Fantasyland Castle, and this is something I kind of want to pick up. It looks a little bit ghetto, um, but it has a really cool castle in there, and I like castles. Mm. They look. Pretty I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty crappy. It does look pretty crappy, but uh, but no, no, no. If you like Left 4 Dead and you have some friends and you're bored, maybe check it out. And then there's this one, NK Pit. And this reminded me of you, Emmanuel, because it kind of looks like no PK. I don't know why. Yeah, except my uh, the last two letters in my name are not uppercase, like you seem to do for every podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, this doesn't look too good either. It looks kind of blocky. Not too interesting. What, I don't look good? No, this map. You always look uh, good, Emmanuel. You're I haven't really tried Leprodeck Gustaman maps yet. They're pretty fun. Um, I mean, if you like playing kind of cheesy B if you if you like B movies you'll like the current left for dead map set because they're fun but they're not they're not anything to scoff at so anyway um that's it for a uh, portal and left for dead releases next up is our release list and uh i think somebody's phone ringing whose phone's ringing no i heard it it's not mine <laughs> anyway the release list for this week uh, topping off the release list is Fistful of Frags 2.5, and we talked about this last week because they added the uh, new cooperative single-player mode up to one to eight players on four different missions, which is pretty cool. Um, their cooperative single-player mode is something I was looking forward to a lot, and they do it really, really well. Um, you can check out their full change log on the uh, on their ModDB profile or on their Fistful of Frags website, which we will also put in the show notes. Um, but they also added a whole bunch of... Uh, additions nothing as big as the cooperative single player mode 
which is really cool. They have a lot of videos on their ModDB profile right now showing it off. Um, if you liked Fistful of Frags, then you'll definitely love this version, version 2.5. Um, they claim that they made it a little bit faster. There, are, A lot of people were complaining about how slow the mod was, so this update kind of makes the mod pace seem a little bit faster, which is good and bad in my opinion. I mean, you should probably stick to what you started with, but if, if everybody's complaining, then go ahead and change it. Did anybody play Fistful of Frags this week? Anybody else, I guess? No? That's okay. Nope. That's okay. It's not a really popular mod. I think more people need to play it. It's really fun, like, uh, you know, Western-style well, mods. When ModDB was working, it didn't actually look quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Now ModDB, I don't know, maybe it's my browser, but uh, it's not very... It's not cooperating. Oh, now it is. Anyway, um, next on the release list is Half-Life Before. And... This I had high hopes for, but it's actually really short. Um, it's a Half-Life 1 mod, and I love Half-Life 1 mods. I love harping back on that. Me too. Yeah, and I downloaded this, played it, installed it, and basically what it is is it takes place before Half-Life 1. It kind of explains how they got the teleportation crystals. So this is kind of one of the scenarios and how they got this one teleportation crystal. So you get on a boat, you have to fight your way to the bottom of the boat, steal the crystal, and go back to Black Mesa. It's really that simple. It was kind of fun. Really fast-paced. Did anybody else play this other than me? No? That's okay. That's coming no, I had out some of... issues with getting it to work in... What's that, Thomas? I had some issues getting with this thing to work in Steam. Don't know why. Really? I didn't have any problems with this yeah. one. I had some problems with the next couple of releases, but... I think it's because there's experimental DLLs in my directory. That's probably why. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that that probably doesn't that probably doesn't help. <laughs> but all right, uh, sorry about that. What are we talking about? We're talking about Half Life Before. Okay. Did What's you play that it? Coming out of Nihilus mode. Yeah, this is this was weird. Okay, so you actually fight the Nihilith at the end. Okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. Anyway. Yeah, um, good job there. Screenshots. Well, yeah, it's in the screenshots. Um, what they did, and it's kind of really corny, and they did a really bad job at doing it, in my opinion. You get to the crystal part, right? And uh, the Nihilith shows up, and he's like, Rawr, I'm the Nihilith. But you can't really use the Nihilith as a boss in Half-Life 1. You need the whole map to go with it, because he's kind of like a scripted boss. But anyway, what they did is they put him on his stomach, like he's kind of body surfing, and he just floats <laughs> around above you and just kind of circles you kind of like a helicopter and he has this tongue and all you have to do is like circle strafe him and just keep shooting him and he blows up but it's really <laughs> stupid like i can't explain it it looks horrible absolutely horrible i wish i'm i, sh I should have frapsed it and put it on youtube or something but if you play this just wait till you get to nihilith you'll just laugh your ass off my cousin was standing over my shoulder while i was playing this and he's like what is going on what the hell is this thing so it's really stupid he just kind of body surfs with no gravity on. Weird. So anyway, that's uh, that's Half-Life Before. Check it out if you're interested in Half-Life 1 mods. I suggest it, but, uh, you know, wait till you get to Nihilith. That's always fun. Next on the list is uh, John's mod, and I wasn't sure what this was because I don't read things. <laughs> I, I should have probably read what it was, but... Uh, John's mod, simply put, is a modification of Gmod with a mega amount of extra stuff. So basically what this guy did is he took all his favorite Gmod mods, and I know that's it's kind of confusing to follow, but the mod takes Gmod mods and puts it into a collection. 
So you, if you like Gmod or if you're, if you're too cheap like me to buy it, um, then you can actually download John's mod and check out some of the really, really cool Gmod mods. And if you already have Gmod, then forget about this because it doesn't interest you at all. But if you don't and you want to check out some of those things that a lot of people talk about, like, uh, I don't know, like the laser jumping and the laser dancing and then maybe the watermelon racing mod, which is actually really cool. Um, some people do a lot of really cool things. Now, John didn't make any of this. He just kind of compiled it all into one collection. It's a 230 meg collection. Oh, so. God. I, lo- I, I like how he's... Um... What? <laughs> What's that, Aaron? I like how he's taken a screenshot of Steam with his mod there. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point in that? May, may, I, you, may uh... I just interject for just one moment? Sure. Yo, dog. We put a mod inside of your mod. So you can play mods before you play mods. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel, I thought you'd have more to say about this. I thought you'd like, I don't know, flame took the a bunch crap. of mods and made a mod out of a mod. What, what do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know. I was expecting more from you. It's like a collage. Like, instead of pictures, you use mods. That's, that's it. <laughs> Let's move on. Cut them out of different magazines. You put them on a piece of cardboard paper and hand it in to your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's nothing good about this. I mean, there's no creativity. If you already have Gmod, it's not really worth it. So, anyway, next on the list is Citizen Arms. And this is kind of like the headliner for this week, in my opinion. A lot of people liked this uh, for the show. So allow me uh. to just kind of introduce it, and then we can kind of talk about it. I don't have to talk about it. Um, Citizen Arms runs the n- the new, I guess, newish um, Half Life FX engine. So this who is made it? Some Russians. I don't know. No, I'm saying who made the FX engine? Some Russians. I have no idea. Some Russians. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Russians have computers? No, man. Russians make sweet Half Life One mods. <laughs> they don't use computers. They use magnetic tape ran. Uh, Spudnik devices. Did, did, did anyone tell them that, that Half-Life 2 came out yet? <laughs> it's okay. They're still making no. sweet Half-Life 1 mods. But anyway, so the Half-Life FX engine, what the citizen is, you get into this, and you can do all these tech demos before you actually play the game. And I didn't even play the game. I just played the watched the tech demos, and I was yeah, like, that's way more than enough for me. So I, I actually tried playing the game, and it kept crashing, because I think there's something wrong with my computer. But uh, anyway, that's what it is. And you guys, the guests, said you actually really enjoyed it. Or you enjoyed watching the tech demos. Yeah, but that's, it's not actually part of the mod, is it? It's just yeah. whoever had the engine just put the demos in. Right. I, I did, and it's just... I, I, pl- I played with the mod, and then I walked through this tunnel. I walked through this barrel, and then I died on the floor. And I was like, well, that was fun. And then quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mod's not polished at all. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the engine's kind of cool. Yeah, I just need to bring up this one point that just sticks out in like like a sore thumb and jabs me in the eye and twists it. On their ModDB profile page, it says, <laughs> you were just another normal person living a normal life, but something not normal <sighs> happened to you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's either Google Translator or some of the poorest English I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> You were normal, and then something not normal happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, the Citizen Arms mod isn't that great, but the engine is cool. So maybe I should change. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should I change agree. this to 
cross out Citizen Arms and just put Half-Life FX, don't play Citizen Arms. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> you know what? A brilliant idea would be um, having a mod... No, well, I don't think they could do that, but anyways, just modifying the engine so that you get all of those cool shaders and all that beautiful stuff in any of, of your older mods. That'd, That'd be, be cool. really cool. Yeah. Or Half-Life. One thing, two things that bothered me about the engine, though, and I don't know if anybody else can contest with this. Number one, they had really, really high definition models. You can see where the polys would meet each other, and there'd be like these black lines all over the models. Was anybody else getting that? Maybe it was the resolution I was running in. No, it's actually got to do with the shading code that they use. Like, you know, the glow code, how it will cover a weapon on all the edges of the polygon? Right. Like in TFC, like those silly glow effects you used to get? Yeah. It, I have a feeling that they're probably building off of that shader and when they're trying to shade uh, models and objects, and that's probably why that's happening, because uh, normally, even if a model is incredibly high poly, it shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, other... I think, I think you just confused... It is a Russian mod, so... In, in Mother Russia, lines look at you, so... <laughs> 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 the other thing that really dun, bothered dun, me. Dun, dun. <laughs> the only thing that, too too deeply. <laughs> the other thing that really bothered me was the textures, because they looked good from far away, but once you got up to them, all you realized is that they added some weave effect <laughs> and some bl- blob effect. That's all they did, and it it really looks ugly up close. So, anyway, that's yep. So, citizens arms best viewed from a distance wearing beer goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and just looking at the engine, so whatever. That's Citizen Arms. Uh, next on our list is the horror example map, and I played this. Not worth it. Do not download this at all or play it. I don't even know why I'm talking about it. They claim it's something that map to show you a bit of horror. It is not scary. It's why scary only it on because Unchained of the shit. Then? What's that, Daryl? Why do you have it on Unchained if you don't even like it? I don't know. I just I just have it on the list. William's a masochist. <laughs> what's it? What's it called when a ma- when someone's a masochist, but they like inflicting pain on other people? Oh, that's right. William's Darth Vader. That's right. <laughs> I'm not telling. I'm just warning people not to play it. That's why it's on. Yeah, the let's do a 15 minute feature on a mod no, that you I'm don't done. want people to play. Done. 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 Next up, decadence, media blitz. Here we go. Um, decadence. It's is... a video game for Half Life Two. Let's move on. What? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not missing decadence. This is gonna be awesome. Okay, Decadence is going to be released in 1084103, whole bunch of numbers seconds or something. Yeah, 1084096 seconds. That's how many seconds it's going to be released in. They have a huge countdown on their website, decadencemod.com, and uh, they are releasing March 28th for all those who aren't didn't calculate the seconds. Um and they have a nice little trailer up on, you know, what to expect to play Decadence. Um, what you should know, uh, you know, just kind of prepping everybody. And for those who don't know what decadence is, it's a post-apocalyptic cooperative multiplayer, which is friggin' sweet. It's a 2v2 only game where you play with a friend against two other friends and you just battle it out in this apocalyptic, beautiful looking, perfect modeled universe. So... This is going to be awesome. I want to just do a whole episode on Decadence on the 28th because this is... I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. So check it out right now. You need to go to the Decadence website, 
look at the countdown and book the 28th off and watch this video. So next on the list is uh, Pirates, Vikings, and Knights. And uh, of course, they just announced that they're going to be using the Orange Box engine. And to follow that, they've been posting a whole bunch of pictures of their new maps and then more specifically their particles and facial animations, which are really cool. They're showing off some cool things that they're doing with the Orange Box engine. So you can head over to their site. The latest two news posts show all of that in action. And uh, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Pirates, Vikings, and Knights. Am I, does anybody want to say anything? I know I'm taking the spotlight. I'm sorry. That's okay. I've got two things to add at the end anyway. So. Okay. All right. Um, Alien versus Hunter Media. This is from ModDB. I just thought they had some really cool stuff up there. Um, I really like their weapons. And, Why is it uh, called that? I don't Why know. Why is it not Alien versus Predator if it, if it is Alien versus Predator mod? Yeah. See, the, Copyright? They, yeah, if you look at their mod DB profile, their banner is actually Alien versus Predator, and then it says Alien. Their title, of their mod is Alien versus Hunter Gold, and then in their news post they call it Alien versus Hunter. So you know what? These guys need to make up their friggin' mind. And even in the dis okay. description, this, this they say that it's uh, Alien versus Predator One, made for Source Engine. Yeah, right. So I don't know what they're doing. So that's a good point, Taro. You are correct. This won't make it. Fox will see this go ape shit and shut it down, just like they did with the Quake One mod. Does anyone remember that? Somebody shut Fox shut down a Quake One mod, or did id Soft? Oh yeah. Shut down. No, Fox just came in because it was based off of the Alien uh, movies, and they just came in with lightning speed and shut it down so really? fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Fox isn't really Fox is known for notoriously shutting down mods. So. Yeah, so I don't think these guys have enough background knowledge to know how quickly they might well, get shafted here. Maybe, let, they, maybe let's they be fair. Creature versus hunter or something. Mm -hmm. Let's let's be fair. Every company ever has hit the hit a mod with a ban hammer. I mean, would Valve's done it before two or three times too? So that's true. Fox, although it was an evil corporation, they I mean you know don't sue them after that. Who did Valve ban? Who did Valve ban? Yeah, wasn't it Black Mesa or something? Oh, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, they their original name was like Half Life Natsuki, or there's some name that they had originally, but they had to rename them Black Mesa. Really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Cool. The more you know. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the, the one thing I like about this media release is how they're showing the night vision, like comparing screenshots. Especially the one screenshot is just a green overlay. It's like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the night vision looks kind of cool. I mean, I've seen better night vision, but... Whatever. And real night vision doesn't work like that at all, but no. hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have Talking some Counter-Strike. They have some pretty cool um, models, though. I like their weapons. I like their flamethrower. But that's Which just... None of them in-game yet. I kind of like it, our weapon one. Mm -hmm. The original and... game. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, so that's uh, Alien vs. Hunter, Gold, Predator, whatever. Um, Reaction Mod has some pretty cool trailers up. Uh, they're using kind of a new version of... I don't know. It's, it's a, Reaction is a single-player mod for Half-Life 2 Episode 1. So they're showing off some of their new engine elements. Um, they're, they, they made the trailer to promote themselves on GDC, which is coming in a couple weeks. Yay, that should be really, really cool. Um, but they have some really cool stuff showing off. I thought it was cool to mention. And 
it's kind of like a third person Bioshock mod. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. cool. They have some pretty cool things showing off. Mm-hmm. And... You think so? You think so, Emmanuel? Mm-hmm. You just want me to move on? No, it's um, great music, uh, good editing, but uh, that has to be probably the worst set of animations I've ever seen in a video game, bar none. <laughs> Worse than Dayok, I'll even venture to say. <laughs> but I do like the third person thing going on. I do yeah, like me that. Too. Hopefully they can. Pref- if if they had some good animations, this would definitely looks like something I would really really enjoy playing because it does look good. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I think they're just showing off their engine though, not really their animations. So can't that is really, true. Can't I really hear them on that. Okay, so Thomas, what are your two topics for Media Blitz? Okay, the first topic is Heart of Evil Napalm Edition team has released Video Cast Part One. Ooh, that have they? Happened last night. Yeah, that happened last night. Right now, it's uh, trying to be uploaded to ModDB, uh, but it can be found on the Half-Life Creation forums underneath the Heart of Evil Napalm Edition uh, general section if it decides not to cooperate on ModDB right away. So that's where you can find that. You can check it out. Uh, it shows some of the new gameplay features we haven't previously mentioned, as well as some other goofy stuff from uh, myself and Alex, our main mapper. So... Ooh, if so you like get, general, sorry? we get to see you talk. Yes, you get you get to people. see me talk and attempt to act. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> I shall watch. Yeah, it's ten minutes long. I think the file is thirty megs cut down. I will be uploading a high quality HD version, but that'll come later. So, okay. That's that bit. Um, the second bit is actually a piece of news that we missed from uh, last week. Philip released his February 2009 video review on Planet Philip. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah, and what a piece of rubbish it is. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I don't, it looks, it looks like he got his grandmother to edit it in, uh, Windows Movie Maker. The, the titles are default blue backgrounds and white text, and it just, like, you know, well, if you're not going to get the guy some slack, he he is British, and, you know. <laughs> well, he's a busy guy. Well, I, uh, like, but yeah, sheep have nothing to do with video editing, but yet he seems that they think that they do. Listen, like, listen, uh, and, when, you, when you see someone with Down syndrome walking through the mall, do you get angry <laughs> at them go. for being happy? You can't get angry at Philip for being bad at video editing. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> Philip is trying to totally. Philip is trying to provide a service to his readers, summarizing his monthly activities. I think that's a good idea. As bad as but it may I be, don't, you can't. I don't want to listen to 28 minutes of how a guy masturbates, though. Is it 28 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, it's 28 minutes Oh, God, minutes it's 28 long. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And don't think I didn't hear about that, that quip at Canada, talking about living in a godforsaken wasteland. Show him a godforsaken wasteland is probably his closet that he lives at and his mother's. <laughs> they're just, they're just, those British are, they're still sorry about us colonials doing everything better than No, wait, Aaron's <laughs> British. Aaron, aren't you going to stick up for the UK? No, because he knows it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stay out of it. <laughs> See, I'm perfected. We done perfected the English language. Oh my God. Done made the best books. You know, Thomas and I are pretty much British. We still we yeah. still serve the queen, so Ow. I'm gonna stand you're, up for the UK because they're you're awesome. Canadian. Well, you can stand up for the UK. I, like I've got nothing against the UK. I just have things against about the ones that migrate to Spain and take their sheep with them. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, no more Philip bashing. It's, it's not nice, Thomas. Not nice. Anyway, he's okay. just jealous. I have an excuse. You know that. <laughs> These people don't. I do. <laughs> so moving on. Edge Magazine has an an awesome article. By the way, we're on topic of the week. Edge Magazine has an awesome article on the age of Steam. And I was actually thinking about this the other day, to be honest, before I saw this article. It's a six-page article. To be honest, I didn't read the whole thing. I read it. I didn't... Did you read the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. You like reading. So tell us, what the article talk about? <laughs> uh, they talked about uh, Steam. And um, how it... They talked about video games. How it might not <laughs> it's be stupid. the best option for it... all, every every developer, and uh, so on and so on. How it might develop in the future, and... So on and so on. Oh. I thought I thought it was gonna like talk about how awesome Steam is. Nope. Well, well, it, well, it they, does. Uh, last part was mostly about um, other people talking about Steam and how it might not be the best um, option for them and what about the reasons for that. But they had oh. did have some negative things to say. Interesting. Okay. They essentially undermined the effort Valve's put into Steam in the last half a decade well, just they, because of the numbers. They did talk about mm. that too at first, but uh, uh, some of the later parts were a bit They try to rationalize it by saying, well, IGN gets 115 million people a day, and when in reality, how many of those are unique? And even then, out of how many of those unique ones, how many of them are actually playing video games and not just checking the site? Whereas Valve gets however many million, then they've portioned it out so that so-and-so are Counter-Strike players, and then so-and-so are only uh, using it for whatever service, and they've br brought it down to like 40,000 people a day actually use the service for what it's intended. And it's... Ugh. I think they're just trying to stir up comments. That's all. Possibly. But I think Steam is doing a really good job right now. I mean, Valve got their foot in the door really early. And they're doing what, you know, Microsoft, to be honest, should have done, and they didn't, and now everybody's suffering. Everybody has to jump on the Steam bank bandwagon, because nobody else can, nobody can beat Steam at this point. They got so many companies aboard. I can't remember that. Well, the... it's not... You first. <laughs> well, it's not just that, that Steam, the program is good. Keep in mind, Microsoft started the Games for Windows thing as a paid-for-played service. Mm -hmm. Paid for playing. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, which is probably the best idea I ever had in video game them ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's let's take PC users, people have had in t for the past 10 years notoriously expecting their software for free. Let's have them pay monthly to yeah. be bombarded with advertisements where Steam has taken their approach as they have with all games and made their service free, made it superb and sell and let the developers do what they want. Yeah, and what, who's going to compete with that? And keep in mind, it doesn't matter how good your program is, Valve has Counter-Strike. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Unless unless Blizzard, the only way I see this being knocked down is if Blizzard made some dis digital distribution program in which you needed it to play World of, World of Warcraft, in which case Steam would come tumbling down. Knowing Activision Blizzard, that might actually happen, but... Like I said, it's that's the only way it could ever come tumbling down. But even then, I think they deal with, do a deal with Steam before they ever actually did that. Yeah, that's true. You have some good points. I can't I remember right. the last reader that came I bought. <laughs> I bought all my games <laughs> in St from Steam. Yeah, I know. I, that's how I feel too. I mean, I buy everything on Steam platform. And now I don't. I don't, sorry. Well, 
I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I do hate the idea that one company has all of my stuff because Gabe Newell could just wake up one morning and go, you know what? An OPK guy? Uh, he's kind of a dick. Let's delete his Steam account and then bam, all my shit's gone. That, I don't like the idea of that. That's but true. I will say that I've got a stack of games here that I would love to just put the key into Steam and just have them available digitally for all of eternity. And I love I love that. I always buy all my games through Steam now because you know it's just easy. It's nice. Yeah, one hundred percent. You are correct. So my biggest uh, my biggest love for Steam actually comes with their like twenty five percent off sale weekends. Like I'm never gonna get that in a retail store when I can just be like you know type it on my computer. Blink, left for dead thirty percent off, and it's like oh. It's true. Like it's not like I can walk into Future Shop or Best Buy or Circuit City and be like, hey. uh... Is Left 4 Dead 30% off this week? And they'll be like, what? Yeah, that's no. that's true. You never see video games, like, on sale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, you're right. Newegg bumps them down a few bucks, but they don't actually make any money. They just do it just to sell. So, yeah, you're right. No one else really does. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the age of Steam. Interesting article. I didn't read the whole thing, but I think Steam's a good platform. I wrote... What's that? To, to be fair and balanced, we should say something negative about Steam. Well, I was just about to say, at in when I was working for Half-Life.org, way back in the day, when Steam was first released, I wrote an article called To Steam or Not to Steam. You can probably Google it, and uh, it was translated into 15 different languages, and all I did was bash the shit out of Steam, because it was, it was like the pre-beta build when they first came out. And uh, it wasn't working for anybody, and nothing was right. And then I got flamed for, you know, bashing a beta. Whatever. It's all in the past. But I think Steam has come such a long way over the past couple of years. So, I don't know. I can't think of anything yeah. really bad with Steam. It's racist. <laughs> it's racist? Why? I'm just trying to think of bad things to say about it. <laughs> it, it doesn't offer a, a brown skin. It only has uh, gray, black, and... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I can't think of anything. I mean, honestly, the only problem I've I've, I've had with it because it used to be well only Valve games, but now everyone is on this bandwagon. So I can't. I mean, the only problem I have is that if Valve deems me annoying, then I'm gone. Right. It's simple as that. Right. It's kind of like the whole Big Brother. Is the, the yeah? I don't like idea. that. Is the euro problem still there? That uh, uh the prices don't uh translate correctly to heroes. Yeah, yes, it's, that is it's been like that for a while. Yeah, I know a lot of people in the UK who hate that. I mean, yeah, I'm I hate probably it too. sure mm. you can attest to that. It's not it's not as bad here, but there's well, some way that we might get European. There won't be that problem. Yeah. What's that? And mean? you've got that whole Australia thing going on where people are pissed because they're they're getting price for Australia prices even though it's a digital distribution, but we're not going to go into that because it's a whole another realm of Yeah. ass hattery we don't want to deal with. Mhm. Oh, well, that's a problem with a global platform, right? But Anyway, okay, moving on to the topic of the weeks. We got some two really cool tools um, coming from two actually, two different people, actually. But uh, anyway, um, this is for Half-Life 1. So all you developers out there who are developing things for Half-Life 1, keep your ears open because somebody wrote a demonstration on how to do achievements in Gold Source, which is really cool, actually. Um, it's kind of like an XML file, uh, not sure how it works exactly, a lot of people are taking interest in this, 
and you can download it. It's all open source. You can check it out yourself. Um, so download it. The next little set of things is a tool pack, which is cool because I'm always looking for useful tools for Half-Life 1. And it's so hard to just compile a nice list because everything's so sporadic now and a lot of links don't work because Half-Life 1 is so old. This is a nice tool pack, pretty much including everything you need to edit for Half-Life 1. So awesome little collection here done by who? Meg X? Yeah. Meg X. And uh, you can download it. It's like 132 megs of Half-Life 1 tools. It's pretty sweet. So if you're a developer, you need to pick up some of these tools, tool packs. Anyway, that is that. That is Topic of the Week. And uh, I guess now we can move on to our interview with... Uh, Yay. With who, go, who goes first? Aaron and Taro. <laughs> well, I'm just... Well, you guys can just answer your questions. Whatever. So, explain what Half-Life Short Stories is. Because it's kind of a confusing concept. Uh, okay, well, it's... Uh, currently, it's uh, three mods. Uh, they kind of set, up, set in the same world. Uh, but they have uh, different takes on the world, and um, well, human error and problem digging don't—they don't even uh, actually happen in the same area or anything. But um, they have these uh, different characters and uh, different settings, and but uh, they are done uh, by the same people and kind of uh, same or same group of people, and uh, the developers are also also kind of uh, working together on different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Midnight Sun, the third? Uh, the third. That's uh, done mostly by mm, Paimon Rowe, uh, the zombie master developer, um, mm-hmm. and I'm also supposed to um, help up with with the code. <laughs> You're supposed to? Are you not? Is that no, what that means? No, I, I haven't started yet because uh, he isn't that far away. He needed that if it yet, and uh, I'm kind of busy with human error myself with so far, so I haven't mm-hmm. started coding yet. Yeah, so what gave you guys the idea to merge, you know, like, three essential single-player mods into one short story pack? Um, I think it was uh, when I was doing... Uh, I started the Half-Life short stories uh, as kind of my own own one-person mod, and uh, I was doing NPC, new NPCs, mostly. I was, I was uh, doing uh, Alien Crunt, and there was uh, some other new NPCs... Uh, and uh, I was calling it Half-Life short stories, and uh, there wasn't the, the story wasn't uh, even at the point. The ambitions were the point. Uh, and then there was Simon and Yorick, and uh, Simon and Yorick had before contacted me about doing Parim Parim DK. Um, and uh, then, uh, but they weren't able to do it uh, just yet. So then they con- when they were able to do it again, they contacted me and. Uh, um, they wanted to kind of merge the two mo- two mods, my Half-Life Two short stories and then their Barium DK, uh, and it became Half-Life Two short stories. And uh, the my my mod that uh, was focusing on playing as a Metrocop became Human Error. Mm. So, how much collaboration is there between the three teams, or are you guys just kind of all doing your own separate thing? Like, are you sharing code from one? From one story to the other, or is it all kind of separate, separate and se- segregated? Well, um, we te- we tend to all just work together, really. I mean, um, Hepper's got his human error, but people tend to move between different things and just work in one thing, and then like human error will work in Paradigm Decay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work in all the mods. Um, um, also, someone from the Paradigm Decay is uh, helping me with the script because. <laughs> 
my uh, writing skills are not so great. So, <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a lot in of code? collaboration. Not so much in maybe in code because uh, the code base needs to be different with the modes because in Prime DK you are playing as a rebel and uh, in Human Error you are playing as a civil protection. Right. Right. Interesting. So um, I'm looking here and. Uh, just under your episode link on your website and kind of the overall status. I, I see that there's not an overall status for um, Midnight Sun. Is there a reason for that or is it done? And no, it's not done. I don't think he has done um, much progress lately. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't noticed him uh, talking about it or something. I'm not sure how it's progressing. Mm -hmm. Now back to Midnight Sun. Sorry, sorry to go back on. You know, I know you guys don't work on it, but maybe you have some ideas. Um, I remember looking at this animation of you know how a map is being built, and a lot of people really liked that that sort of image because it gave people an idea of how you guys work. Um, how how did you you know develop you know this image and what were the kind of the steps? Uh, that was Paimon Rose and Yorick's doing. Uh, I think Paimon just took. Um, screenshots in uh, in game or yeah antique in game and then uh, animated them is what we do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so give us a uh, a day I'll, I'll start with you taro um and then we'll move over to uh aaron give us a day in the life of development for you like what do you do what do you start with um what are you working on right now? If you were to like leave this podcast and start working, what would you be doing? Well, right now my PC is got broken, so I can't access the <laughs> human error files. But uh, uh, I've been working on my laptop on dynamic NPC spawning, but I'm not sure if that's going to come come to the mods. But uh, just as my day, I usually do all kinds of stuff for human error. I do mapping. I do especially ga gameplay mapping. I do. And then I do co a lot of coding and uh, modeling and uh, animation. I do almost everything for human error that is possible to do for a mod. And it, it depends really on the day what I do for it and uh, what needs to be focused on. Right. And how about you, Sai, Aaron? Um, well, basically, I would go and work on one of three maps because at the moment I'm working on three. And basically, I'll just work on whichever one I feel like working on the most. One of them's pretty much complete, but I'll just keep, you know, changing little things until it's perfect. And the second one's sort of at a playable stage, but still needs a bit more work. And then got a third one, which I've only recently just started. So really, I'll just work on whichever one I want to. Oh, so you're kind of jumping around and stuff. Yeah, are those all for the same mod? I mean, you're listed here for uh, Paradigm Decay. So, are you only working on Paradigm Decay? Yep. Okay. Very cool. Um, so, Thomas, Emmanuel, do you guys have any questions before I continue? Yeah, let Thomas go first. Though. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, who does? Who's doing the modeling? Because that's some really good stuff you've got going on. For which which mod? <laughs> I'm doing uh, models for Human Error. Uh, um, for Baram DK, there's a bunch of modelers. Uh, I can't remember the exact names, but um, uh, there's m multiple, and well, some of the me. models are also old from to, uh, what was it called? Nightfall. What was, mm -hmm. was it? Was it Nightfall? 
Aaron? Yeah, it was nightfall. We had um, one one of the mappers joined us and just gave us crap load of materials and models <laughs> for free, which was quite nice of him. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Thomas, any more? Um, no, that, that's pretty much it for now. I was just, you know, going through the media. They've got some really great concept art, mm -hmm. but it was uh, actually the models of the alien grunt that really stuck out for me because I'm like, yeah, that looks oh, pretty thanks. good. <laughs> yeah, that was Hepa. Yeah. So, Emmanuel? Uh, uh, alright, uh, let's, you can just keep these short and simple. It's, they're not too, uh, difficult. Um, is, uh, is your mod a video game? What? Video game. Is, yes. Well, I don't know how to understand what you mean by that. It's, it's a mod. Uh... Alright, next question. What kind of video game is your video game? A good game. A good one. Alright, if you were to rate your video game out of 10, what would you give it? I have no idea. Eight. <laughs> eight? A solid eight and 8.5? What are we looking at? Well, An 8.5. 8.5, alright. Is Master Chief in your no. video game? No. Alright, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Emmanuel, for embarrassing <laughs> the whole podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> um, back to the... <laughs> back to the Half-Life short stories. Um, are you guys doing any open, like... Uh, how do you guys beta test? Do you have a beta test team that are working on all three short stories, or are you, uh, are you kind of have, you know, separate beta test teams, or are you guys just beta testing it yourself? We beta test uh, ourselves, and uh, I also do WoW style beta testing with my brother. I go to his house and uh, he downloads the mod, and uh, I watch him play like WoW does, and uh, without giving him mm -hmm. any advice and so on. But also some some mod, other mod team members tested them. So interesting. Yeah, if eventually we're gonna get like a load of people in just to play, and just do some final tweaking. But that well, that should hopefully happen in next few months. Yeah. So when when we download this mod and when it's you know it's in its complete stages and we get it, we start up the mod. Will we see? Um, right there on the splash screen, you know, play uh, Human Error, play Paradigm Decay, play Midnight Sun, like our is no, it, no. How they're will all, that work? They're all separate. Oh, I see. What, did you guys ever think about combining the three mods into like one package? Because I'm sure a lot. Well, of that was that was actually anyway. my idea originally, but. Uh... Then when you think about it, uh, the mod might take um, a lot of uh, lot of space from your hard drive. They might like take uh, one gig each, and it will be three uh, oh, okay. gigs. And besides, mm. so how much? What? Sorry, how much of content do you, are you guys work? Say for uh, Human Error, like how big is that mod right now in terms of development? Uh, I think it's from uh, five hundred megabits to one gig, something like that. Interesting. And it will be bigger. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So how long are these short stories? I mean, you say short stories, but like how much gameplay do you think the average gamer will get out of playing through these in terms of length? Human error is... What's, what's... Will you first, Aaron? You go first. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Human error is uh, six maps currently, six gameplay maps. And uh, when my brother played, it, uh, it was something like um, a hour, hour and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, mm-hmm. he had played it before, so maybe he knew where he was supposed to go. So it might be hour, right. hour and a half or less or more. I do like that. Right. And what about Paradigm Decay, Aaron? Um, well, I'd say it'd probably be about an hour, but it depends really, because you could just probably run through it and do it easily in like 40 minutes, but if you actually pay attention to the environments and the storyline, then I'd say about an hour. Mm-hmm. So when, obviously you guys are a single-player mod, so what does the future hold? I mean, I'm assuming not a lot of updates if you guys do a crisp and clean final release. Um, are you guys going to be doing more short stories and just add to the list? Yeah, with um, Paradigm Decay, there's actually three episodes. Okay. And um, each episode, you're not a completely different scenario, but they're all linked together. Oh, okay. Which, so yeah, so basically the first episode is going to be a um, pilot episode, I suppose. And if it does well, then we'll work on second episode. If that does well, we'll do the third episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the same from Human Error, but uh, I haven't really designed the second episode much yet, but... Uh, apart from some concepts, but uh, it really depends uh, how the first episode goes, just like in VD, and uh, then what what I and everybody else wants to do after that. Interesting. Um, I forgot my Oh, yeah. Um, So would you say Paradigm, from the status I'm looking at in the episodes, would you say Paradigm Decay is going to be coming out, you know, before the other two short stories? I wouldn't be so sure. Yeah, but you're not gonna wait till all three are complete to release. No, one. they won't be released in the no. same time at all. Okay, all right, interesting. So that's that's good. That's good to hear, because I think a lot of people are kind of confused on how this will work, and this will clear it up for a lot. Because it's kind of a newer concept, you know. You know, packaging, you know, having a development team and working on separate things together. Mm. It it makes a lot of sense. A lot of teams have yeah. tried doing this. I think you guys are really, really coming the farthest. You know what I mean in terms of. Uh, you know, taking on this collaboration work. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. So anything else, Thomas or Emmanuel? I mean, I'm pretty much dry. No, you don't have any more stupid questions, Emmanuel? <laughs> you maybe ask them what color stupid. their hair is? They're informative and well-planned. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we looking for pretty... release dates? I have to ask. Uh, well, we, Human Error is almost ready to start voice acting. It depends really how fast we get the script ready, but... Uh, when we do, then we can start voice acting the, or hiring voice, voice actors. And it depends really how so what, fast like, that goes and how fast we get it all in the game. It's like a month? <laughs> well, uh, at one point I'm, I was uh, kind of daydreaming about uh, getting released on summer, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be a good time. And what about from the other ones? I mean, Sai, maybe you can Paradigm Decay? You well, pretty much in, in the same boat, really. We've got a We've got voice actors but need them to record and um, some bits of mapping need to be finished but I'd probably say summer. And uh, do you guys have any information on Midnight Sun? Is that farther or you know closer? Well the thing is I really think it, it has kind of paused uh, development. Uh, he hasn't really okay. done much and I'm sure if, if his plan to, plan is to continue. Yeah, he just keeps getting any day soon. He keeps getting angry. Yeah. He's getting angry. <laughs> He's at angry at the source yeah. engine. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question that just came into my head right now: What really? What? What is your? What's your selling point in your mod? Do you think? Is it your uh, your in depth storylines? Is it maybe something that you really have cool in the code? Maybe some really cool features? 
I mean, we'll we'll start with human error, and you know, Taro, Taro, you can talk about that, and then maybe Sai can tell us what pops and paradigm decay. Well, for human error, I think really it's the um, civil protection uh, versus uh, the alien crones and the Xenians, and uh, also the features mm. that come with uh, the civil protection, the man hacks, the controllable man hacks, and the APC, and um, and all that kind of thing. It's so far, I'm, I'm have focused more on gameplay and um, trying to make something fun. Well, I, I, right. I, yeah. And what about Paradigm Decay? Well, then um, for for ba Paradigm Decay, I'd say say the atmosphere, because of course it's set in Siberia, which is which we nobody's really seen before. Done in Half Life Two. Mm -hmm. um, Storyline, which I think is pretty good. <laughs> um, and there's also lots of little bits and bobs because you know the sniper rifle in Half-Life 2, right? Which uh, which um, Val keep teasing us about, like in Episode 2 when <laughs> you see the sniper rifle and it's like, yeah, I get to use it, but then Alex walks up to it and uses it instead. <laughs> yeah, in our mod, you actually get to use the sniper rifle. <laughs> awesome, that's exciting. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty cool. Uh, you guys have some pretty cool. A lot of really good media, and I think a lot of people are excited to play this. It's it's single player, but hopefully you guys extend it further into other other ideas too. I mean, not just continue on with Paradigm Decay, but maybe maybe make some new things. And are you guys looking for members? Maybe if uh, you know a mod group is kind of you know struggling on their own, um, let's just let's just call the mod. I don't know, like Billy's mod or William's mod. And I'm having a lot of problems getting my mod off the ground. I have like a group of about five of us. Could we join Half-Life Short Stories and kind of like add to your directory, you know? Mm. I'm not sure if we can really uh, give much help because we are so busy with our own mods right now. But uh, maybe in the future it, it, it is possible. Yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. So where can people go to find out more about uh, Half-Life Short Stories? Well, to... Our website, mostly, and uh, yeah, which, ask is one mm -hmm. option. Which will be in the uh, show notes, yeah. of course, hlssmod.net, if you're too lazy to look through those. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you can check it out. They got a lot of really, really cool stuff. And they got some forums up there. And uh, you can ask anything you want, I'm assuming. You yeah. guys are pretty pretty polite and pretty, uh, you yep. know. Nice. Essentially, um, so moving on in the show, we got a couple other little bits to finish up, and of course, um, Jeff has another question for us. He is the only one who sends us questions. He doesn't send us audio questions, <laughs> but <laughs> um, he likes writing questions to us, which is fine. I mean, he's kind of like our resident question. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so enthused that someone cares what we have to say. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. You know, Jeff, you, you are our best customer <laughs> that way. Yes. <laughs> I will read his... I put you in my resume. <laughs> I will read his email word for word. Here we go. William, thanks for answering my questions again. I wanted to mention, too, that I think you were referring to one of my previous emails that I forwarded you from Chat About Left 4 Dead tutorials. And we were, actually. Um, when we were mentioning last week about the Left 4 Dead SDK, and we mentioned how, you know, one of our listeners sent us an email um, that was you know, his conversation with Chet. This was actually Jeff again. So Jeff gave us that little piece of news. Um, he said, I have also followed the slightly messed up link and downloaded the zip file. I will check this out later. 
So maybe he's going to give us a little comment this week about that. But anyway, um, feel free to use my question below for the next podcast. I know that the Source engine is great because it scales so well on so many systems, but I want to know what is going on with the Hammer editor itself, with the editor itself, Hammer, as far as adding features and tools, etc. Do you think, and maybe some of the some of our guests this week can answer this, do you think Valve is going to make any major updates to Hammer? Do you think they need to? So we'll start start off with Sai because he's our resident mapper here. He's uh, he's kind of the experienced one. So do you think yeah. Valve really needs to make any updates to Hammer, or do you see any in the future? I think they should scrap it and start again. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really bad. It's like the lighting preview looks nothing like it does in game. Yeah, it's better cake, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's crap basically. Have you have you ever had the pleasure of using uh, the Crisis um, sandbox? Nope, but I've used Unreal Free, and it is absolutely brilliant. And they really need to take a step back and and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's essentially it's the same editor that they had with Half Life One. Yeah, right. Well, keep in keep in mind the reason Valve does this is because it makes it a lot easier for the keep in, it makes it a lot easier for for mod developers to to stay on top. If they had to re- relearn a uh, a new system every time they released a mo- uh, an expansion or a game or a new version of the, the engine, then you know, it'd be a lot more difficult for people to release maps. But you know, this is just the logical thing for them, I suppose. But I think what Sai is trying to say is, you know, keep the interface the same, keep the way everything works the same, just redo everything in the back end, and you know, like how the actual application works. Um, you know, get out of the 1990s and start getting into the new millennium, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, yep. There are a lot of problems with Hammer, and um, I know there's a lot of people who are still do- using archaic ways of mapping. And because Hammer is an archaic, it's a brush, it's a brush-oriented mapping program. And brush-oriented mapping is like 1990s. <laughs> now, a lot of people are moving towards model-oriented mapping, if anybody knows what I mean. Well, I think brush, Hammer brush doesn't really focus on that. What's that, Terrell? I think brush is better. You don't have to... Always, I think it is, too. You don't always have to do models. Yeah, I think it is, too, but unfortunately, that's kind of the wave of the future, you know what I mean? So, uh, almost every other editor uses model-based mapping. But anyway, Thomas, I mean, you're into development, too. What do you think of the Hammer Editor as it stands right now? Uh, Well... From the personal experiences that I've talked to many, many times with Alex, my mapper from Heart of Evil, um, he says that there's a lot of improvements in comparison to the Half-Life 1 hammer and Half-Life 2 hammer. Like, the Half-Life 2 hammer uh, editor works better, but at the same time, like it's already been stated, it still has a long way to go because, you know, they're still using some pretty out-of-date ways to construct maps. That being said, it is still a huge improvement over the Half-Life 1 version. Yeah, I agree with that, for sure. And uh, I, I think I think Valve is concentrating too much on, uh, you know, their source tools, on making coding of a mod easier, because I think that was their main flaw in Half-Life 1, is that the coding was, you know, so difficult. There wasn't a lot of information. So they kind of concentrated that on Half-Life 2, so. Well, coding but, is uh, easy for Half-Life 2, I think. At least for me, it, yeah. it has been easy. Mm-hmm. Have you came from a Half-Life 1 experience? Have you ever coded anything for Half-Life 1? No, I started just uh, off the bat. So started coding yeah. for Half-Life 2, and I had not done really anything before that. Just some C++. 
Right. I noticed that when I, you know, when I was younger in in high school and everything, I, when I wanted to get into Half-Life 1 development, it was into mapping because that's all that was really available in terms of, you know, tutorials and for somebody who's really getting new into development. So I think they concentrate on that instead of the whole environmental aspect of things for Half-Life 2 and, you know, the editor suffered, you know, so, um, that's, that's kind of their downfall. So maybe they can work on a new editor, uh, now, Sai, this is a question. I, you might not be able to answer it, but do you think they will update the uh, Hammer editor for when the uh, when the Left 4 Dead SDK comes out, or will they just rely on you know the FDGs and the entity lists? That's um, that's something I've been wondering myself, really, because I don't really see them making major changes. But then you have to think, why is it taking so long? Mm-hmm. You know, but um. If, the, if there are major changes, then I hope it's just like backwards compatibility with um, other, you know, like TF2, Half-Life 2, and all that sort of stuff, because it's always nice to have new stuff in Hammer. Yeah, for sure, and I, I mean, you, I'm, I'm, I can be amazed how, I mean, I, I, for sure how amazed you as a mapper would be if there was new additions to Hammer, you know, it's just such an old, outdated program. But anyway... Um, I, Jeff, I hope that answers your question, and uh, if you have any more, feel free to send them over. You can be our weekly question guy, <laughs> unless somebody else wants to take over and send us questions too, but you seem to be the only one who cares, so you know what? The rest of you guys, screw you. <laughs> so that is the end of the show. Um, we don't have anything else to talk about, unless you guys, Emmanuel, Thomas, anything else? No master chief. <laughs> no, that's it yeah. i'm good all right don't forget about our contest check out uh this week's show notes to find my vegas photos and photoshop them to your heart's content <sighs> yes please feel free to make a submission and lose miserably to the greatest photoshopper of them all <laughs> well i mean i'm sure there's some out there so we'll see we'll see and uh also check out the show notes for information on how to tune in next week on Ustream because uh, I'll be broadcasting my pretty self and hopefully Emmanuel and Thomas as well. I don't know if Emmanuel has a webcam. So we'll see. Web, what? Webcam. We're going to get you on video. For what? For the show. What do you want to see me for? Didn't you pay attention to the beginning of the episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Do you, you realize I do these naked? Oh, well, I know. That's fine. I do it naked too. So I'm, why? I'm not wearing a shirt right now. Well, yeah, but you're not Greek. And I'm Greek. There There's a lot there you don't want to deal with. Last bit of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the I, no. I just yeah, but what we lost with male, I just we I just got double in terms of female. We probably have freaking four times the amount of females now. What's up, ladies? <laughs> Eman three B at uh, gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up. I'm 22 years old, single. You know what's up. So anyway, that's the end of the show. I'd like to thank uh, Emmanuel and Thomas, as usual. Thank you for meeting on the show again. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. And uh, also like to thank Taro, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Hepa, and uh, Aaron, a.k.a. Psycho, from uh, the Half-Life 2 Short Stories team. Thank you guys for being on the yeah. show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to uh, trying uh, the video game out. <laughs> yeah. It's a mod. It's a mod. When, is it, when, when did you say it was coming out? Maybe summer. Maybe summer. That'd be good. Yep. 
No what? Will it, will it be on Xbox 360? <laughs> yeah. Mm, yes. No. Awesome. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that uh, concludes the end of the show. Episode 1223. Very cool number. And uh, that is the end. We will see you guys next week.